0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts... Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode, Instant Reaction Podcast of the 23 Personal Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, not joined by Michael, but by Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah,
0: thanks for having me on.
1: We have to excuse Michael if he's traveling or some, some dumb reason why he's out of town.
0: Yeah, well, he, uh, he didn't miss a very entertaining game today, so maybe it was a good weekend to knock out some travel.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um, Texas Tech fell today 34-24 to Iowa State. I believe this is four years in a row now. The Matt Campbell curse extends beyond Cliff Kingsbury. Um, Texas Tech fell behind 20-0 within the first 20 minutes of game time. Was able to fight back within, um, I think they got within seven at one point, or they're They could have been within seven had they scored on that turnover. Uh, They're late in the game. Ends up losing by 10. Um, Strangely, when when Tech got the ball last to score, uh, they ended up taking nearly five minutes of game clock to do it. Um, And if you're down by three scores, you you can't do that.
0: Yeah, and that was kind of a theme all day on offense. You know, the the few drives that you did find success, they were all – uh, I think double digit play drives there was no quick strikes today from the offense so you know it, it's one thing to score like that in the first half um could actually be useful your advantage to eat up some time of possession but yeah once you're down by two or three possessions in the second half that you know just wasn't going to cut it
1: no and 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 you got down you were down 7-0 in the first quarter uh 20 to 0 there pretty quickly into the second um iowa state the offense that i was telling everybody you shouldn't be worried about put up 560 yards today <laughs> 308 passing yards in the first half granted he Brock Purdy finished the day with 378 so the second half he threw 70 yards i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because it seems like at that point they they really turned to Brees hall the running back um who finished with 183 yards on the ground on 19 carry. So just under 10 yards a carry. Um we were kind of wanting to see if that was uh like his performance last week was may have been a little fluky being that he's a, a true freshman they tend to be inconsistent. Um two weeks in a row now he puts up big numbers. Um the only passing threat it really felt like was their big tight end who was creating a lot of space, especially in the first half by pushing off. Thanks ref for not not realizing what offensive pass interference is, but when he shoves a defender to the ground, that's usually it. I don't know. I don't know if there are any coaching points that I can add to that, but if the defenders on the ground because the off- offensive receiver pushed him there, it's probably offensive pass interference um, plenty of other things to, to gripe on besides a couple of missed offensive pass interferences. But the defense today, uh, Kyle, I want to start there just didn't seem to have it. Um, they missed a lot of tackles. There were a lot of people saying there was the same defense that we saw in Arizona and against Oklahoma, not what we saw the past two weeks against Oklahoma state or Baylor. W- what did you see from the defense today, Kyle?
0: Yeah. Um, I thought the game was a little bit unusual from the defense. Uh, coming into today, Texas Tech's defense had only given up 17 first-quarter points all season, and all 17 of those were to Oklahoma in Norman. And so the pattern we've seen in both wins and losses, it was kind of a really strong start from the defense. Um, you know, Baylor had three points at halftime. Arizona only had 14 points at halftime. Oklahoma State did all of their damage in the second half. And then, yeah, you kind of see the defense fade as they get tired, and the other team kind of accumulates time of possession. But today was sort of the exact opposite. Iowa State comes storming out of the gates, 20 points, like you said, mostly by way of um, Brock Purdy eating up yardage through the air. Um, And then they kind of made some adjustments, it looked like, and started to get a little more pressure on Purdy. Um, I thought they were doing pretty well against the run until um, Brees Hall broke that... 75 yarder that you know definitely inflated his average but the main thing i think from the defense today was only the one takeaway which the tech offense didn't take advantage of and that's kind of been a theme all year and giving up the big play you know Iowa state had i think three touchdown drives of three plays or fewer and all of them were i think at least 70 yards so kind of an uncharacteristic day from the defense um usually they are good for multiple turnovers and you know reliable for a good start in the first half and uh, just wasn't there today
1: yeah to, to your point about the, the the quick strike for the Iowa State offense they did have three touchdown drives of three or fewer points or sorry three or fewer plays they had two play two play 78 yards one play 75 yards three play 75 yards uh, yeah they only had two extended drives, really, if you can call, you know, the, the, two other scoring drives were, were extended. Seven play, 80 yards, 11 plays uh, was the longest they went today. Everything else was seven or fewer plays. Um, uncharacteristically, they missed two field goal attempts. Um, they only punted the ball three times today, whereas you punted four times before you scored a point. Um and then, anytime that you scored, anytime that Texas Tech scored, they were super long drives, at least relative to what Texas Tech is used to. Right. Um, all four of your scoring drives, including field goals, the shortest one was eleven plays. You went yeah. eleven plays, sixty-nine yards, thirteen plays, seventy-three yards, fifteen plays, ninety yards, sixteen plays, eighty-two yards. And then right. it, everything else you had was seven plays or fewer. Um, and that all ended on you had six punts, a missed field goal, and you ended the the first half. Um so yeah, it was strange that when when you were driving, your offense was driving, it had to be a sustained drive. Mm-hmm which is not something I was super confident in happening today with the defense or with jet Duffy being able to sit back and, and pick apart an eight man coverage, um, 24 points. I mean, that's, that's what I expected Texas tech to score or that that, that's what I, I predicted would score. Um, I did not see Brock Purdy breaking out for 300 first half passing yards. I don't know where that came from. What happened with your defense? Um, you, you held them to only 37 rushing yards in the first half, so you felt pretty good about that. Besides, yeah. you know, them having a 200-yard advantage on you the first half. They had 300. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 145 to year 156. Um, On the day, I think they averaged 10 yards a play and you averaged less than five. Um, You ran so many more plays than they did um, and you did not pick up as many yards, obviously. Um, Offensively, it was a very horizontal uh, passing game today. Um, yeah. I think we saw two or three throws on the field, and um, one to McLean Mannix kind of sticks out that had he caught it, if it was not overthrown, he was behind the defense. You can project he may have scored on that play. Everything else, though, felt like um, – it was outside the hashes towards the numbers. Uh, Even if it was a little bit downfield, everything else felt like it was right around the line of scrimmage and Iowa State was able to fly to the ball and limit uh, your yards after catch your um, downfield blocking. Um, You you found some success on the ground. Uh, It was spread out a little bit between your three running backs. Um, I'm trying to pull that up really quickly. Sir Roderick yeah. Thompson had 10 carries for 57 yards. Armand Shine, nine carries, 41. Tejon Henry, five carries, 41. Jet Duffy had nine carries for 24 yards. Um, so you finished the day with 170 yards rushing uh-huh. at five yards a carry. Um, you didn't really feel like one running back took over the game like Sir Roderick Thompson did last week, almost out of necessity, but. Um, you just, it, it was a strange game. I, and, and I'm not sure what all to attribute it to besides it's Iowa state and you lost to them for five years, four years in a row now. I'm I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. What, what do you, what did you see on the offensive side, Kyle, That that you think kind of slowed down the Texas tech offense, um, and, and kept them out of the end zone for so long today.
0: Yeah. Um, well, kinda of like you said, uh, um, a very unusual game. If you would have told me going in that Jet Duffy was gonna have fifty two pass attempts and Sir Roger Thompson was gonna have ten carries, I would have said, you know, you're in you're in big trouble. But then again, if you would have told me Duffy completed forty of those fifty two attempts, that's you know, nearly eighty percent, I would have said, Okay, maybe uh maybe the passing game just exploded, but only 239 yards so you're getting a little more than four yards per pass attempt um you know that's obviously not going to cut it and there were certainly a lot of fans on twitter after the game frustrated with offensive play calling like you said a lot of horizontal passing game lots of screens very few attempts over the middle or downfield and i think the difference this week versus maybe the last two weeks was you know, it's okay to use those screens and the run game and all that if you're using it to eventually set up a big play or something. But you never had a a wrinkle off of one of those screens and then, you know, or suck the defense in by with, with using play action and then going over the top. Um, you know, just going back to last week even, the very last drive of regulation when Sir Roderick Thompson broke through for a 20- 20 or 25-yard touchdown run. Uh, I think the longest run today was only 14 yards, and you never got that screen, you know, to RJ Turner that he took, I think, seventy-eight yards last week.
1: It it was uh, the very first play of the game and Iowa State stopped it after like a yard. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so yeah, you just never broke through for that big play that, you know, hasn't been super common all year, but you've gotten a few of those um against Oklahoma State and Baylor. Um and I'm not sure if that's all play calling, if it's execution or if it's just a credit to iowa state and uh, obviously what they're capable of on the defensive side of the ball Um, if people remember our podcast after the arizona game you know we kind of broke down that minimal usage of the middle of the field and seemed like you had a lot more success there over the past couple weeks but either went away from that because you thought iowa state's formations or what they were doing schematically prevented you from even trying or you know, I don't know, maybe it was just bad play calling. Um, but yeah, you just really failed to break through for any big plays on offense. And I think that hurt you. I mean, it' very cool that you had a few long sustained drives and, you know, you certainly like to see that moving
1: forward,
0: but it's also hard to beat a team like Iowa state. If you can't ever, you know, get a long 50 or 60 yard touchdown. And, um, that obviously just wasn't in the cards today.
1: Yeah. The, um, the one thing that stands out with a passing yard, and you touched on that earlier at the beginning of your answer there, Jet Duffy 40 of 52, but only 239 yards. And you said it was four yards at an attempt, and it's like four and a half yards per completion. Um, It's it's just not what we've seen previously from him. Um, and I, it, I, I don't know if it was play calling, if it was uh, the game plan to, to say we don't think – uh, Iowa State's going to be open up the middle. We're going to we have to attack them horizontally. You did have – you had one play action pass that was – you hit down the field to Eric Ezuconma who you know finished the game seven targets, seven, seven receptions, 62 yards, long of 25. So I, I think it was a 25-yard catch. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else it felt like it was horizontal. I don't remember even seeing a, a running back screen today yeah where you had some success the past few weeks on that um
0: there was also a couple drives um, i can't remember exactly when um and i I was at the game and i feel like i have a better grasp of everything that went on when i watch on tv but um maybe like second or third quarter where you had a couple three and outs or maybe got one first down and it seemed like those were the drives where you just abandoned the run completely and seemingly for no reason because you did average about six yards per carry and all three of your backs averaged at least five yards per carry. And so, you know, kind of when you, when you dig yourself in hole and throw it incomplete on first and 10 or throw it for a, you know, one yard screen and then incomplete on second and nine, well, now it's third and long and you can't run the ball. Um, And that's how I think you got some three and outs where I thought had they run it on first and second down, assuming they had the same success running the ball that they did throughout the rest of the afternoon, that uh, they could have accumulated more first downs, more time of possession, and maybe had a little more success. But there were definitely times that I wish they would have run the ball more, and I think that's kind of manifested in the 52 pass attempts for Jet Duffy, which I don't think is a a winning recipe moving
1: forward. No, I mean, not if you're only getting four yards in attempt on it, especially. Um, Yeah. So before we get into any kind of further, uh, I guess statistical analysis this, this 10 point win, I think it was, I think the line finished up about, what was it? Seven and a half.
0: Yeah. Seven and a half.
1: Um, so Iowa state was able to cover that. I going into the game, I was, um, not only taking text deck with the points, I picked them to win. Had you followed my advice? Um, you would have lost some money. <laughs> um, but if that's something that you guys are looking for, uh, I would direct you guys to my bookie. Um, you know, if you've been doing this for years, you're ready to just get started. My bookie's is your best bet this season. Um, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. And I think they'll match up to a thousand dollars. Use promo code chair, C H A I R to activate your offer. Promo code chair to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Except if you took Texas Tech in the points today.
0: Yeah, which is unfortunately what every single staffer at Staking the Plains had. Uh, I kind of knew that things were looking gloomy when you know all eight or eight or so of us had Texas Tech winning the game straight up. Um, that's usually not a good sign.
1: <laughs> which is strange. Yeah. That, you know, the more confident that we all are actually turns out to be a, a bad omen. It seems like, yeah. Um, all right. Going back to the, to some keys of the game. Um, you mentioned it, that Texas tech seemingly went away from the run game. Um, when you're at, and I feel like I've had this thought after a couple of games this season, if you're, averaging five yards a carry I don't know why you're not running it more yeah um and I don't know if that's just a. we don't want to get away from the identity that people are so attached to at Texas Tech that we're that we throw the ball that we're air raid this and that but if you're running the ball successfully I don't get why you're you're going away from it and it's not like Like you had a big run uh, today like like Brees Hall had, which kind of inflates your yards per carry stat. I mean, the longest run was 15 yards. Um, So that's not really going to buoy up uh, a bunch of two-yard carries and make it look like you you were having pretty good success. Every running back was right at or around five yards. Well, no, I, I say that. Roger Thompson, 5.7. Armand Shine, 4.6. Tejon Henry, 8.2. Mm-hmm. You can live with any of those numbers. Yeah. And, and I yeah. I just don't know if David Yost, like he he talked about wanting to run the ball more. I just don't get like, is five yards per carry not enough to really commit to it? Or is it like when you run on first down and you pick up two yards, you're like, uh, I don't know if we can go back and get five yards on the next carry. And they kind of, drop away from it or or what it is that they're thinking I, I'm I'm not in the booth I'm not in the conversations or whatever but
0: yeah I'm I'm not sure either and you know I'm certainly not qualified to be a power five offensive coordinator but not only on the whole do the rushing yards and averages look good but I don't remember it being you know because your longest run was only 15 yards it wasn't you know inflated averages where you know, they're stopping you behind the line and then you, you know, bust one for fifteen yards. It was a consistent three, four, five, six, seven yards. Um, I don't really remember many negative plays in the run game. And so, you know, at a certain point I was almost like, unless they're just giving you a look that you can't pass up on defense, you know, we should always be running the ball on first down, and unless that goes horribly, probably running it on second down to get to a third and short. Um
1: and then if and, you, you know, get to third and lot, short, you like, well, we got here. Let's do it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people view a, a screen pass, you know, the same as a run. They say it's just a, a run to the perimeter. And, you know, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but um, I don't know. I, I would have liked to see more dedication to running the ball, especially early in the set of downs. Um, you know, it looked like all three running backs were healthy. All three were having decent success. And like I said, no negative plays. And so maybe you could have opened up the passing game more had you committed to the run better on first and second down. And there might have been more open in the middle if you were, you know, sucking in those linebackers and safeties into the box. Um, so th- that that was disappointing. You know, David Yost, like I said, is a million times more qualified than any of us. And so maybe he saw something different or, you know, maybe he thinks the execution just wasn't there. But um I definitely sympathize with fans that think we threw the ball too much, uh, you know, out on the perimeter, too many screens. And I would have certainly liked to see them run the ball a lot more.
1: It feels weird to complain about a, a game where, where you rush the ball 34 times. Cause that's definitely more than you've probably seen the past few years. Yeah. But you've also rarely have been touching five yards of carry over the entire game for the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, or or I mean, if you
0: were, you know, it was because you were forcing the defense, you know, to play with six defensive backs or something like that, and they were just leaving the box empty because you refused to run. But, you know, that that's not what it looked like to – it looked like you could line up man for man and, and get five yards when you wanted to. Um, so anyway, that was – I don't want to beat a dead horse or anything, but that was disappointing. And um, it also just doesn't jive well with – what the coaching staff has said in the past. I mean, I remember when they were first hired, they said, you have to run the ball in the month of November to win games. You know, you need balance and they ran it a lot at Utah state. And so I'm just not sure what they were looking for today that, you know, they didn't see. Um, and if I might just kind of briefly compare this year's game against Iowa state versus last year's, um, last year tech scored 31, but they got a special teams touchdown and a defensive touchdown so only 17 offensive points and they only averaged like one point I think 1.6 yards per carry against Iowa State last year and so I know I'm not trying to give anybody a moral victory or anything like that but if you're looking for signs of improvement you know that is definitely one and you know Iowa State's defense they take away the pass so well that if you average one or two yards per carry I mean they're going to totally suffocate you to death, which is what they've done to us in the past. Um, and this year, I don't think tech took advantage of it well enough, but they ran the ball, not only, you know, fairly well, but like you said, five yards plus per carry is, is really good. And so, um, it wasn't enough to win the game, obviously, but if if anybody's looking for any kind of silver lining, I think that's one that sticks out from last year.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Looking ahead, real quick before we wrap this up, um, you've got a great great opportunity to bounce back. You you travel to Kansas next Saturday night. Uh, you get a night game, um, almost the first night game in October for the Big Twelve. Except uh, Kansas and Texas Tech. Sorry, Kansas and Texas are squaring off tonight um, under the lights. I think I was. A, I think Rob Bro said it's the first um, first Big Twelve team to turn the lights on in their stadium this month. And wow, nineteen days in, and it's Texas and and Kansas on the Longhorn Network, so nobody's going to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you travel to to West Virginia two weeks later. Uh, you do have a bye week coming up um when you host TCU and Kansas State, so it's. I mean, when when we were talking about it it was that it's conceivable, you could have ended the the year on on a five and one streak. It's still technically possible. Uh, we were counting Iowa state as one of those wins. These last five games, you, you still could go four and one and finish seven and five. Um, I mean, I, I think the next four games are there for you to take. I don't think there's anything that you've seen, um, in your losses that would say the next four teams can make you pay for those. Um, Obviously, I think scoring 24 points is, is going to make it difficult for you to win these games, but the offenses of Kansas, West Virginia, TCU, and Kansas State don't scare me. Iowa State didn't really scare me um, besides Purdy. I didn't think he had enough around him to support that. I was wrong. That's okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I I think, you know, optimistically looking forward, you've got a great shot to to bounce back and salvage the season. These next four games, five weeks, um, are set up to where you can really get back ahead of ahead of schedule and finish the season in um, a more positive note than than what you're you're feeling today or what you felt a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, um, I actually kind of like um, how the how the schedule sets up from here um, and really the schedule all year um, in, in whatever order you want to rank them. I, I think there's no disputing that the top half of the conference is. Oklahoma, Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State. Um, Two through five on that is probably negotiable. But um, you played four of those five consecutively and are out of the way now. And you don't play the last one until the last game of the year. So your next four games is a lot more manageable. Um, Of those four, I think that the two worst teams you play, Kansas and West Virginia, are the two road games. And then the two where you might need the home crowd more, you uh, are playing those in Lubbock. And so, you know, following the debacle in Waco, I thought that other than having Kansas this week, having them next week I think is perfect timing as far as having that get-right game and getting out of the loss column. Um, I'm not saying that's like a guaranteed win or anything, but um, of all the power five teams you play this year, that's certainly the most likely um so yeah, if you can win that, you know, you're back to four and four and you know certainly have bowl eligibility within your sights. Um I think that road trip to Morgantown is kind of a toss-up and like you said, after that you get two more in a row at home against um teams that could beat you, but you could certainly beat them. And so I kinda like the way the schedule is shaping up. I wish, you know, one of these last two games um could have been a, a win. I would love another shot at Arizona, but, um, I think if you can get to that magic number, six wins, no matter how you get there, you know, at this point, that looks like a a positive step in the right direction. So, um, yeah, the competition eases up the next month or so, and hopefully they can take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so that'll do it this week on the... Instant Reaction postgame podcast. I want to thank Kyle Jacobson for joining us to step in for Michael. Texas Tech does fall this week, 34-24 to Iowa State. Kansas is coming up next and then a bye week. For Kyle, I'm Spencer. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personal Podcast.